right now on VFN TV, Israel, President-elect Donald Trump, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, why is God gonna bless America for what they're doing right now on VFN TV? Welcome to VFN TV, where we're keeping the conversation light. That's L-I-G-H-T, light. Trump shall become a trumpet, says the Lord. When Time Magazine will have no choice but to say what I want them to say. Newsweek, what I want to say. For the Spirit of God says, yes, he may have hot blood, but he will bring the walls of protection on this country in a greater way, and the economy of this country shall change rapidly, says the Lord of hosts. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Masa of SoftBank from Japan, and he's just agreed to invest $50 billion in the United States and 50,000 jobs. President-elect Trump, my friend, congratulations on being elected President of the United States of America. You are a great friend of Israel. And I'm confident that the two of us, working closely together, will bring the great alliance between our two countries to even greater heights. I had a chance to talk to President-elect Trump last night to congratulate him on winning the election. And I had a chance to invite him to come to the White House. So I have instructed my team and worked as hard as we can to make sure that this is a successful transition for the president-elect. I congratulated Donald Trump and offered to work with him on behalf of our country. Donald Trump is going to be our president. We owe him an open mind and the chance to lead. Our constitutional democracy enshrines the peaceful transfer of power. When his hand comes off the Bible, when he's sworn in as president, we are hitting the ground running. I say it is time for us to come together as one united people. It's a movement comprised of Americans from all races, religions, backgrounds, and beliefs who want and expect our government to serve the people and serve the people it will. The forgotten men and women of our country will be forgotten no longer. Do you feel optimistic about America right now? A, a divided America? hundred percent. Why? It is the great, I mean, this, this is a fantastic country. There's never been anything like it. This system will produce more and more stuff and better and better stuff. Trump also apparently offered a post to Robert Johnson, the founder of Black Entertainment Television. Johnson declined, saying that as entrepreneur, he didn't want to go into government bureaucracy but also said he never thought Trump is a racist or anti-African-American. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt, see if we can find common ground, and uh, I think that's the best interest of African-Americans. And I think the church has got to wake up and realize this, that the culture is being changed by persons who are dedicated to uh, redefining the, uh, uh, the First Amendment freedom of religion as freedom of worship. We've got to understand that the greatest need in America is the next great awakening. We've got to become involved in activism. we got to get off the bench, man. It's just like Psalm 133 says, there's a mighty, mighty anointing when the unity of the Spirit is present. Maybe we need a new vocabulary for speaking to the American people and the body of Christ that is neither left nor right, but uniquely biblical and American. We as a body of Christ have bought into the left-right paradigm and we automatically lop off half the population when we talk that way because it breaks my heart that members of the body of Christ seem to find in many instances their primary identity in their race, in their skin color. I think it is one of the tragedies of our nation, one of the shameful tragedies that 11 o'clock on Sunday morning is one of the most segregated hours, if not the most segregated hours in Christian America. Nobody can fix America but the church. The church is totally silent about race. We're, we, we are ourselves dysfunctional in our ability. We're family, but we're a dysfunctional family because we cannot talk about the elephant in the middle of the room. Right. And until we do, 
then the people on the street are taking up the conversation. And I think that they are God's judgment on a silent church. Oh. I believe that God is looking to raise up Martin Luther King Jr.'s with his mantle to heal the racial problem, but they're not going to just be black people. And because they're Christians, they're going to live, that they see Christianity as their primary identifier. There is an uprising coming. There is an uprising coming. Do not hold your peace from this day forward for the next five months. You will hear peace, peace, but there is no peace. The Lord says the sword of heaven is coming to liberate the ground. Now you got racists blaming each other. You got police blaming the people, the people blaming the police. You got parents blaming children, children blaming parents. When are we going to seek his face? When are we going to turn? Jezebel will not leave on her own accord, but I, the Lord, will cause her to fall from her tower of power. Even as of late, you have wondered if anything could unseat her from her evil purposes. Her victims are many. She has come to her final chapter. I, the Lord, will not tolerate her subversive activities any longer. Deliverance has finally come. With your host, Greg. Lancaster. Welcome to VFN TV. I'm Greg Lancaster and joining me just a moment is Steve Kalaszewski. Well, today's program, we're, I'm going to be able to tell you while you why you as an American will be blessed for what's about to take place because of our new president, because of what's happening in Israel. We're going to go over detail for detail. Do you remember back in 2012, I believe it was, at the Democratic National Convention when uh, they took out of their platform Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. It was a big deal. As a matter of fact, when they, when they said uh, we wanted to put it back in again, they began to boo God in the platform that all of our, our uh, rights come from God and the fact that Jerusalem was going to be the capital for years. Congress already voted and we are, it is, whether America says it or not, is the capital of Israel, but we never moved it from Tel Aviv to Israel. Everybody always said they would, and before I tell you anything about that, I want you to see, so you can see firsthand what took place in 2012 when they brought it up at the Democratic National Convention, what the response was about just moving it back to Jerusalem. To Jerusalem, take a look. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, this summer, I was proud to serve this party as the platform drafting committee chair. As the chair, I come before you today to discuss two important matters related to our party's national platform. As an ordained United Methodist minister, I am here to attest and affirm that our faith and belief in God is central to the American story and informs the values we've expressed in our party's platform. In addition, President Obama recognizes Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and our party's platform should as well. Mr. Chairman, I have submitted my amendment in writing, and I believe it is being projected on the screen for the delegates to see. I move adoption of the amendment as submitted and shown to the delegates. A motion has been made. Is there a second? Is there any further discussion? Hearing none, the matter requires a two-thirds vote in the affirmative. All those delegates in favor say aye. All those delegates opposed? Say no. In the opinion of the, let me do that again. All of those delegates in favor say aye. All those delegates opposed say no. I, um, I guess you've got to rule, and then you've got to let them do what they're going to do. Rule. I'll do that one more time. All those delegates in favor say aye. All those delegates opposed say no. 
In the opinion of the chair, two-thirds have voted in the affirmative. The motion is adopted, and the platform has been amended as shown on the screen. Thank you very much. Thank you. And Governor Strickland, thank you again for your service. Governor Strickland, thank you again for your service as chair of the Platform Drafting Committee. Is that amazing? All they were saying was, we are going to recognize, not even move the, the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, but we're going to just recognize Jerusalem as the capital, which it is. It's always been that way. But they pulled that out of the platform. And you saw some people booing and some people, they were split. Well, look at, look at Genesis chapter 13, chapter 12, verse 3, when he talks specifically about it. And why that's so important is, he says, I will bless those who bless Israel, and whoever curses Israel I will curse, and all the people of the earth will be blessed by Israel. And that's huge. That was, a, that was a dangerous moment for America when we all of a sudden we started shifting, not only not putting our embassy in Jerusalem, but now we weren't going to acknowledge them as the capital. Well, they pushed it through and they, they made it happen. But I got such great news for you. The new president-elect Donald Trump is not only going to recognize Jerusalem as the capital, but when we get back from this break, you're going to see firsthand where they're going to move America's embassy. They're already looking for land in Jerusalem to be able to put, recognize and put our embassy in uh, Jerusalem, which means America's got a blessing coming to it. Make sure you join us after the break. Love the word of God. I mean, it's exciting in your abiding time. By the way, beginning to abide now. <laughs> Learning how to abide with God is so important because he says, apart from abiding in me, Jesus said, you can't even do any of this. And we have a simple plan for you. It's at iabide.org. You know, most people want to abide. They want to spend that time with God, but they they need a plan. We have a free plan for you. It's at, it's at iabide.org. You just fill out that little simple request thing. It comes right to you in your email, and it's a great step-by-step -step beautiful. how you can begin to abide with him. Listen, you want to begin to hang out with the king since his kingdom is manifesting. Right. It's going to be the greatest thing he's ever done in the face of the earth. It's about to happen. You want to know the king. I want to thank you so much for joining us here on VFN TV and the David Radio Program. Every single day we are on the air talking to the world and encouraging you by bringing the light, keeping the conversation light. And we also talk to you in many different ways as well. One way is at the VFN Torch. If you go to vfntv.com and click on the torch, our program that we have for years now with all these pertinent topics of the day plus things that you need to know is right there for you where you can go back and, and educate yourself on a particular matter. You can share things with a friend. You can listen to us and, and in addition in SoundCloud as well. You can share things audibly with other, other listeners out there and other viewers and friends. There's just so much available to you at vfntv.com. In addition, think about this. It's we come to you in the air, broadcasting in the air, in your pocket, which is on mobile devices and online. We're all over the world and we want to be able to bring encouragement to you. And we do that one way with our app. You can go to uh, your app, Apple App Store, you can go to Google Play Store and, or your Windows Store and, and get your app and download it. The, the app is called VFN TV. Of course, you go to VFNTV.com. We have our little uh, area there. You can pick which app you want to be able to download. It's just so exciting to know that no matter where you are, we want to be able to encourage you. I don't know if you knew about this, but also you can sign up for our Torch newsletter. We have a gift for you for doing that. You just go to vfntv.com in the upper right-hand corner and fill out that little information and immediately a free gift will come to you. One of them is prudent preparation. Hopefully it's going to come to you and teach you how to probably prepare for the day, uh, what's happening in our culture today and how to think outside the box. And it's just something we want to be able to give to you, plus some other gifts as well. And I also want to make sure that you have a chance to be able to become a VFN TV partner. We have a whole partners area just to say thank you. It's a it's special areas, special events, green room, things we have available just to give our partners, just to be able to say thank you. Imagine anytime you can log into the partners area. Why? Because you partnered for any dollar figure at all to be able to, to, to just say thank you. Things you can share with your friends as well. Also, we have VFN Kingdom Business Partners, a whole nother area to be able to focus on the seven spheres of culture 
Just very encouraging. And finally, I want to encourage you, maybe your business, maybe you want to become a business sponsor. Um, those are the ones that are standing with us, that want to keep the conversation light, that want to impact their community, but also want to be able to share their business, their service, what they provide for their community. You can do that by going to vfntv.com. Thank you so much, and thanks for watching. Welcome, welcome back. Merry Christmas to you. We're always celebrating 12 days of Christmas. And if you want to get that album, that music, you can get it right off the front page of VFNTV.com. Yes. It is New Song's new album, The Best Christmas Ever. You can go to VFNTV.com and, and find the details how to get it there. Well, this is exciting because we were kind of depressed when we saw the DNC doing mm -hmm. what they were doing, you know, four years ago when they were booing God, booing Jerusalem as the capital, uh, just every negative way you could think about coming against God, it seems like the platform They were was, doing it. They were doing, doing it. it. And, uh, and you, you heard the lady prophesy in the background. She says, you have to just let them do what they're going to do. You rule on it and just let them do whatever That's they're right. going to do. I'm like, oh my goodness. There's six words that God put over, shared with two people about America and this decision that took place. And Dutch Sheets wrote about it with Dutch Sheets Ministries and he's just sent it out. It's six words. Mercy, 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 mercy. Wow. That's all this is. Nobody did anything to deserve anything. God just had mercy on us. And it's so exciting. It's such a shift, as you saw in the beginning of our program, how God, this is a fulfillment of so many different things. God is just shifting. And I had a chance to watch our president-elect do a, uh, a thank you, whatever, at uh, Wisconsin. And he went blow by blow what happened on November the 8th. And you know what he said? He said, we had no idea where we were going to win. My daughter called me and said, it doesn't look like the exit poll says we're not going to win. And they were ready to, they thought it was mm -hmm. over. You know, he said, I did everything I can do. Everything that's happened to America happened because God has allowed this to happen. He has given us a window of mercy. And it's time for us to, to humble ourselves and realize that God has shown us mercy and how to be able to operate it. And look what, what's happening. Immediately, it's, it's, it's unusual to have somebody actually get in office and actually gonna do immediately what they said, right? right? You gotta give us a couple terms. Well, they're already working, looking for land in Israel, in Jerusalem, the capital of Israel, for our new embassy there. As a matter of fact, take a look. That's right, Pat. Even before he takes office, Trump's transition team reportedly is looking for places to relocate the embassy, which would fulfill one of his campaign promises. Chris Mitchell brings us that story. During his campaign, Trump pledged to move the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. His campaign manager, Kellyanne Conway, reiterated that pledge and said it's a very big priority for Trump. Some believe one possible location for the U.S. Embassy would be at the current site of the U.S. Citizen Services Office. It's located here in a Jerusalem neighborhood and considered a logical choice for a future embassy, but it's not the only potential site. According to Israel's Channel 2, another choice, the area of the nearby Diplomat Hotel, currently a home for elderly immigrants. The U.S. owns the property, but not the hotel. A third site is this abandoned lot in the busy Talpiot neighborhood, owned by the U.S. Former Israeli Finance Minister Yair Lapid says Trump's pledge to move the U.S. Embassy is an excellent idea. It's about time. We are sitting now in Israel's capital. According to opinion polls, Lapid is seen as a top contender for Israeli prime minister in the future. In response to a question from CBN News, Lapid told foreign journalists that every embassy should be in Jerusalem. This is our capital. We waited 2,000 years to come back here, and we expect the world to acknowledge this fact and to recognize Israel, Jerusalem as our capital, and therefore we should have here the uh, embassy. He related a story from President Obama's recent trip to Israel. I remember not long ago on Shimon Peres's funeral, the White House issued a statement saying the president was in Jerusalem and then they changed it not to mention Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. And this was in Western Jerusalem. It wasn't even in Eastern Jerusalem. Uh, and I think this is preposterous. No country in the world recognizes Jerusalem as Israel's capital. A State Department official told CBN News, since Israel's founding, administrations of both parties have maintained a consistent policy 
of recognizing no state as having sovereignty over Jerusalem. We remain committed to this long-standing policy. But in 1995, the U.S. Congress passed the Jerusalem Embassy Act, mandating the move of the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. So far, every president has avoided the move, citing security concerns and signing a special waiver. Moving the embassy wouldn't make everyone happy. There will be happiness on the Israeli side, there will be unhappiness on the Arab-Palestinian side. Um, there may be riots, there may be violence. Some say the move must come in the wider context of an Israeli-Palestinian peace agreement. Others believe Jerusalem is Israel's eternal, undivided capital. In the meantime, many say if the move is ever going to happen, Trump is the one to get the job done. Chris Mitchell, CBN News, Jerusalem. It's so exciting to see this. I mean, it's so exciting. Um, and it's, it's strange, but it's real when you have mm -hmm. to say so many people see so many things in the horizontal viewpoint. They think if we please enough men, then everything's going to be great, and they end up not pleasing God. But the thing about it is God's in complete control. This last election cycle should let you know that God's in complete mm -hmm. control. And that, and he says, I will bless those who bless Israel, and I'll curse those who curse Israel. Well, this shifting and standing with Israel is not going to be popular with people who hate God, who hate Jews, who hate Christians, who hate babies and mothers' wombs, mm -hmm. and uh, the uh, BDS movement, right? Boycott. Boycott, divest, sanction. And sanction, mm -hmm. those, all those people that are mm -hmm. promoting that. Well, we got a program coming up uh, soon. It's about the George Soros files, and I think every one of, 100, in 2011, he funded two, about 151 organizations, allegedly nonprofits, to be able to fuel against everything our country stands for. Mm. I mean, everything, on every campus. I mean, there was some of him and all these different yeah. things. And we're gonna make that available to you, but there's people just sowing contention, trying to divide us. And when you look and you stand for Israel, it might not be popular in the world, but it's gonna be popular with God. I mean, God blesses those who bless Israel. We're the ones that signed the papers in 1948 when they became a nation. That was our president that said, you know, that, that the weight and the force of America stands behind this. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just a very exciting thing. So it's happening as we speak. And so Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, the Prime Minister of Israel, he's talking about the relationship in a recent interview with 60 Minutes about you know what his his perspective of is where things are going with President-elect Trump. Let's take a look. I uh, know Donald Trump. Uh, I know him very well, uh, and I I think his attitude, his support for Israel is clear. He he feels very warmly about the Jewish state, about the Jewish people, and about Jewish people. There's no question about that. With Trump. Do you think that Israel will not be as at odds with the United States as you have been under the Obama administration? Uh, yeah, we had differences of opinions with, uh, I had differences of opinion with President Obama and most uh, well-known, of course, is Iran. Was it personal between the two of you? No, no, I don't think so. I think that, suppose we had the greatest of personal chemistry, okay? So what, you think I wouldn't stand up against the Iran deal if I thought, as I did, that it endangers the, uh, the, uh, the existence of Israel? Of course I would. Contrary, I think that it's my responsibility to speak up when uh, something threatens our very future. I mean, it just makes sense. We, we used to speak up. I mean, under our new presidency, I think that we'll speak up when people try to threaten our, our population. But it's a common thing when we somebody's what we'd want. <laughs> yeah, somebody's gonna. I mean, you want yeah. as a marine to stick up for us, and and we defend our family when we're under attack. And and Israel's. I mean, we say it again and again, but you're looking at approximately 70 miles wide at its widest point. When you're that small, they say they say people that are small have to strike fast mm -hmm. and first because they they don't strike first and fast. Sometimes it doesn't. Those are the ones that always hurt me in law enforcement. Was the smaller the ones you gotta look out yeah, for. They always hurt me. Like, ow, man, that hurt. So, so he's talking specifically here about he's feeling comfortable where things are going, and people began to say a narrative about you know speak a narrative like you're gonna miss all this intelligence that this Iran deal gives you know America, and it's like intelligence. And as a matter of fact, he talked specifically about the Iran deal, because remember President-elect Donald Trump saying he wants to totally renegotiate or do away with that deal. It's been a, it's been a crazy yeah. deal. But listen to see what Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says. 
I think uh, Iran didn't rush to the bomb before there was a deal. Uh, really? No, because they were afraid of retribution. But if, okay, you get rid of the deal, mm-hmm. then what? I think what uh, uh, options we have are, are, are much more than you think, many more. And I'll talk about like it. Like what? President Trump, well, I think quite a few, actually. Because there are way, various ways of undoing it. You have something in your mind. Yeah, I have about five things. Well, give me one. Well, I'd like to talk to the president before I talk to 60 Minutes. Kind of makes your face melt, though. It's yeah. like, okay, you're speaking to a prime minister of Israel, and, uh, you know, I just pray that the press would move to a better place mm-hmm. in, in presenting that. We want to honor, you know, especially Israel. Yeah, absolutely. So he's saying specifically, he's got five, you know, possible ways to do this thing instead of having to do the other. And they, some people were saying that intelligence came through this deal, that, you know, that people that hate you, that want to push you into mm-hmm. the sea, who want to destroy you, who who uh, teach their children uh, about um, intifadas and all these different things taking place, that they, they are going to give you share intelligence with you. Well, this is what Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said, had to say about the Iran deal being beneficial for intelligence for Israel. I think we have, uh, the, the deal is not the critical thing of intelligence. Intelligence is a critical thing. Which Israel is really good at. Which is we're very good at, and we, we you know, with a little help from our friends. So you don't think we're friends. gaining that much by these on-site inspections? For intelligence? Yeah. No. What about the silver lining, that because of this deal, you now have all this, these better relationships with your neighbors? Oh, wow, that's true. I okay. Would say, I will so, say this. The only good thing I can say about the deal with Iran is that it brought the Arab states and Israel closer together. It's the old proverb, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. On a trip to the desert town of Beersheba, he told us there's been a tectonic shift. It's been reported that Israel and the Arab world are sharing intelligence. All I can tell you is that Israel's position in the Arab world has changed because they no longer see Israel as their enemy, but as their ally in their indispensable battle against the forces of militant Islam, either those led by Iran, the Shiites, or those led by uh, Daesh, by ISIS, the militant Sunnis. We hear that you have dramatically improved your relationship with Egypt. That's correct. Is that correct? Yes. Jordan? Yes. Saudi Arabia? No comment. I have to ask you, because it's the most fascinating of all. Israel and Saudi Arabia. Are you actually developing an anti-Iran alliance in the Middle East? It doesn't have to be developed. It's there anyway. It's there anyway. Mm. I mean, Israel is such a friend. You missed the whole program that we had on Israel. They are blessing so many nations and so many mm-hmm. people in so many ways. And this whole tension that was created out of the current and soon leaving administration pushed Israel and others to begin to build alliances. Yeah. And they've always given things away. They've always offered uh, resources to others, a lot of technology like the facial recognition and social media and so many different mm-hmm. things it goes on for days, medical things, agricultural things. Health, yeah, it just continues Health. on and on it's, and it's beautiful to see. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, they, some of the alliances they built, check out what he said about the alliances that came through them actually, this tension, but also giving things away and providing technology for other countries. Israel is developing a whole skein of new alliances, in some cases with countries that have been challenging the U.S. around the world. Like Russia, which has placed its troops in Syria, Israel's next-door neighbor. That's a big question because Russia's fighting someone, they're telling you who they're fighting, in Syria, which is like the hat on your head. It's like the, the top northern border of Israel and they're supposedly fighting for Assad, Mm -hmm. fighting against the uprising in Syria and uh, ISIS, they said. And uh, Aleppo is being totally destroyed. This is like 10% of the population is even left, even in that place right there. But we get back from the break, we want to find out what does Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has to say about this and understand that now that America is going to stand with Israel and Israel is going to stand, stand with America. That's a powerful force. Absolutely. And these alliances that have been built right there and some prophetic things have been said about Russia that we had on an earlier program that uh, you know God loves Russians, God loves Chinese, God loves Americans, God loves Arabs. And so you know, a revival is supposed to come out of Russia. As a matter of fact, this huge billion soul harvest to begin there. 
So, you know, God knows what he's doing, but we're going to find out more what Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has to say about Russia. We get back from this break, but first I have this offer for you. Know this, that not only when you partner with us, that we'll have this offer for you, but know this, we have the green room for you. The green room is special uh, treats and things that we uh, just give just for you, for our partners. We also have specials available for you. Mm-hmm. This there, and we have like many, many teachings, prophetic teachings to encourage you. We have so many things to say thank you for you standing with us to make a difference in this world. Here's an offer for you. Did you know it's our partners that help keep us on the air? We have a gift for you, for your partnership of any amount. It's offer 2020. It's entitled The Extra Mile. It's not conditional. There is something about it in the American culture that no one wants to be told what to do. Yet, we're told in Romans 12 too, that we're not to conform to this culture that we live in. What does that mean? It means that when Jesus tells us, a soldier that asks us to carry his bag a mile, we're supposed to not only go a mile, but go two miles, we'll find out how to deal in, with the contradictions of this culture and understand a culture that says, I will carry your gear if you do this. I will do this if, when the reality is, God's not concerned about this world or this kingdom because we have a kingdom that's not of this world. You'll be greatly encouraged when you find out there's another kingdom that we're living for. And we have that for you. It's of any amount so whatsoever. We have an offer for you. It's offer 2020. The title of it is The Extra Mile. Really, it's not conditional. You can partner by going to vfntv.com and click on partner now. Or you can mail us at vfntv, 40 West Nine Mile Road, number 2. PMB 360, Pensacola, Florida, 32534. Or you can even call us at 844-408-3688. That's offer 2020. Jesus told us to go the extra mile. It is not conditional. Thank you. God bless. Light. Follow us online at vfntv.com. We'll be right back. Culture, issues, society. This is Law and Justice with Jay Sacculo. At a high school here in Maryland, over the public address system, encourage students be, to be part of a gay and lesbian using those direct words on the public address system in a public school. You said that the key word there, though, that's coming through the student club. They probably have a what they call gay-straight alliance at the school. Those are allowed under the Constitution and under what's called the Equal Access Act, the same right that gives students the right to have a prayer meeting or a Bible study group meet, gives the same right for these other students to have their events, and they're allowed to use the public address system for the announcements. Now, those are announcements that are made through the school's mechanism, but they are from the students, so that's what's called student-led and student-initiated, and that speech is protected. But now the Bible Club needs to be given equal rights and equal access, so it works both ways there. Visit us at aclj.org. That's aclj.org. Mac Dees from Birmingham, Alabama, he's a coach and leadership mentor, asked me to talk for a moment about the word abundance. Mac, uh, the word abundance really comes, kind of the root of it, comes from the ways of an ocean. If you go to the beach and you just watch the waves of the ocean come in, they just keep coming. And as you see the water come into the shore and wash up on the shore and another wave come and wash up on the shore, you begin to realize that the ocean is filled with abundance and the waves will continue to come. Having an abundance mindset, I think, is essential to success. The opposite, of course, is having a scarcity mindset. People that have a scarcity mindset become what? Scared. They're so afraid they're going to lose the little they have that they are unwilling to invest and and, and, and branch out and move their fences out for the future. I would encourage you to always understand that there's an abundance of everything in life. Now all we need to do is to go get it and then become a river, not a reservoir, and pass it on to others. Be like the waves of the ocean. Continue to receive and continue to give. I want to welcome our uh, VFN uh, TV audience, our Christian Television Network audience. Um, 
around the nation and on the Gulf Coast, Monday through Friday. Also, our VFN radio audience around the nation and around the world. If you've been missing our program or you you got, you know, you, you, um, you know, man, you're saying, I wish I would have got that. I would have got this. If you sign up for the Torch newsletter, go to VFNTV.com. I believe in the upper right-hand corner, it says uh, newsletter sign up. Just go there. Mm-hmm. And uh, every single week, you're going to get a a summary of what happened that week in a way that you can just kind of glance right through it and say, what do you want to watch? What do you want to hear? What do you want to share? And uh, we want to make sure whatever way you can get it. But by signing up for the torch, you know, that, that makes that possible for you. In other words, you can listen throughout the week, but you can summarize it at the end of the week to make sure that you didn't miss something that you need to need to know. Welcome back. We just want to wish you a Merry Christmas. We're celebrating always 12 days of Christmas. If you like that music, you can find out details on the front of VFNTV.com. It's a new song, Best Christmas Ever. This is so exciting about what America's relationship with Israel, and it's just we're coming into mm-hmm. the fullness of who we really are. And this is we've always stood with Israel from the Absolutely. moment that they, they came. But this is yes. really, really, really standing with it. And I think about that scripture again. When you think about this, while we're talking about this, is because... A biblical perspective is when a country stands with Israel, even a non-Christian country, but a country stands with Israel, he says in Genesis 12, 3, he says, I, God, the creator of the universe, is holding everything together, who calls Israel the apple of his eye, where Jesus Christ will ascend on the mount, on, on this mountain there and it'll split in two. And I mean, just so he's going to rule and reign and set up his kingdom. And this is like the epicenter of what God has been talking about for, for thousands of years. He says, I will bless those who bless Israel. I mean, think about it. This is a shift of mercy taking place. And I think about, you know, what Prime Minister Benjamin Yahoo was speaking about in regards to, you know, Syria and, and, and Russia's relationship. And as a matter of fact, you know, as soon as he started, you know, we didn't go talk to, you know, there's more, I'll have more flexibility after the election. I'll transmit that to Vladimir. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that we got. But he went directly to, uh, Putin, President Putin, and started talking to him about, you know, what's going on, mm-hmm. and they decided what they were going to do at that particular point. Take a look. How would you describe your relationship with Russia right now? It's uh, amicable, but the minute Mr. Putin decided to put uh, his military forces in Syria, I went to see him, and I said, look, here's what I'm doing. I'm not intervening in Syria, but at the same time, if Syria tries to intervene with us, if Iran tries to use Syria to attack us, we'll stop it. You're telling Mr. Putin that you will attack. I said, we should avoid this. And he said, I agree. So we coordinated uh, between our militaries because no one wants uh, an inadvertent Israeli-Russian clash. It's so amazing, you know, by the way, when Israel says, I think we should avoid this, yes. <laughs> that's a very good thing. But the, the, um, when you're looking at, as law enforcement, for example, when I'd show up at a hostage situation and they had hostages in this house or in a bank or something of that nature, we would actually talk to the, to the, to the suspect. We would talk to the one who had the people mm-hmm. held hostage. The first thing you do is you want to start communications with them because you want to start seeing where you can go with this thing. Can yeah. you, would they have any demands? This, what's going on? And these people now saying, that you shouldn't have any relationships with countries around. These are the very same folks that said they wanted to sit down and talk to the Shah of Iran. You know, that they wanted to talk to the the uh, the um, you know the leader of religion in Iran, uh, the, yeah. uh, the Ayatollah. Ayatollah. And supposedly, unless they wrote letters to the Ayatollah, I meant Russia is nothing compared to that. They just, Iran doesn't just have the power that Russia has, but in comparison to American Russia, it's just a, it's a big difference. But they have you know, nuclear capabilities, and that's why you gotta pay mm-hmm. attention to it. But, I mean, the fact is, you wanna find out if somebody's fighting a war at your northern border, like if Canada was in a war. You'd wanna go talk to them. We would wanna go talk to the Prime Minister of Canada and say, so, uh, How's it going? what's going on here? <laughs> Just wanna let you know, if something comes over into Iowa or mm-hmm. New York or something like that, we're gonna have to deal with it. But mm-hmm. other than that, and it was wise, and they're even talking about, about the president-elect, they're saying that he has some sort of relationship with, uh, with Russia. 
if you're a worldwide business person, you have you know businesses with um, relationships yeah. with people all around the place. And if you look at the people who want to do business internationally, which are tons of Americans, they just wish they had those kind of relationships. Absolutely. And one of the Secretary of State nominees, they're talking about. Uh, first name is Rex. Can tell his last name right now. But he has, you know, he's head of, exec, uh, of Exxon Oil. For 40 something years, he's been employed and dealing with all these countries of the world. And they're saying that's a negative thing. That's actually a positive thing, because if you can get a deal done, then that means you can get your country's right. deal done and things to happen. And it's the most exciting, you know, um, uh, you know I don't know where it's gonna ha- go with us, but I know this is the most exciting administration I've ever seen, because everybody's being put in place to do exactly what mm-hmm. was said and that's their basically desire, their passion inside of them, and it's just exciting. So here, you know, all of a sudden, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is being accused now because he talked to Russia, which he should, because there's a war going on 50 feet north of its border here, and uh, all around him, as a matter of fact, and they're partnering with Iran. Russia and Iran are working together to be able to fight off the enemies of mm-hmm. Assad. And so she accuses, in this interview, she's accusing the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu of, of partnering with the enemies of America, like America's no longer a friend of Israel. Listen to what he says about that. You have a friendship with Mr. Putin and a friendship with China. You seem to be inching toward an anti-American bloc. God, no. Let, let me we'll, tell you We'll talk about that, because I think there's well, an impression of that. That's a false impression. First of all, there is... There is an irreplaceable ally. It's called the United States of America. You have relations with Russia, and you have relations with China, and we can have relations, economic relations, trade relations with other countries as you do. Why not? And the very same people that are making these accusations are the ones that promote the United Nations. The whole point of the United Nations is all the leaders of the nations to come together, together to talk. That's right. Including, you know, Castro came to the United Nations, took a shoe off and beat at the table years ago. I mean, that's the whole point is communicating to be able to work mm-hmm. things out, you know, uh, diplomatically instead of through war. And so it's a good thing that you can communicate, and especially if you have a relationship that's there. But it, it boils down to this. It just looks like, because when you're seeing somebody who was doing something, who was openly for something until they're no longer were the leader or something, and now they're against something, they're just against you. Mm. They're against the direction of the Constitution. They're, they're our interpretation of the Constitution, which means if it says all of our rights come from God, we believe all our rights come from God. We yes. know it is, but the Constitution supports that. If we believe that government is a by the people and for the people, then we believe that. They believe that it's kind of flexible mm-hmm. and it can change. And so you're looking at more of a firm interpretation of the Constitution. You're looking at where Judeo-Christian nation, our roots and foundations are. So we're going the way by the mercies of God, you know, according to what Dutch Sheets just wrote. And I felt that way too. As a matter of fact, when I was reading what Dutch had said and was sent to me by Brett, you know, Brett Holderbaum, that um, uh, I was saying that very thing on the program at the very moment. It's just mercy. I mean, if you look yeah. around, I'm mean, just looking in the mirror. It's all mercy. God is being merciful to us. The very fact that we're still yeah. here yeah. highlights God's mercy. Yeah, and mercy's awesome, and yeah. mercy works. You know, mercy's works. And can you imagine you're going to a court and about to put you in jail and you go, they say, oh, we're gonna give you mercy. No, throw me in jail. You know, put me in for 40 years. Like, thank you, I'll take mercy. But we have to do something. Mm-hmm. I mean, we need to respond to what's going on. And so Israel, during this time, they began to sow. Remember, we talked about the, the brick when they, uh, the prophetic dream of Demetri Dudeman. I used to say it was Michael Bodea, but it's actually Demetri Dudeman, where Demetri Dudeman, when they begin to do away with the American dollar and their mm-hmm. uh, North Korea and China and Russia were coming together, that whole thing got established, just like God said it would in and, and a dream. And now they're trading, and Israel had to begin to trade with that as well as trade with the. Uh, with America because of what was taking place with the past administration. So hopefully that thing's gonna shift, but they built a lot of relationships during that time. As a matter of fact, take a look at this. He has used economic and trade relations to improve Israel's standing in the world by selling, and in some cases giving away, its high-tech inventions. Israel boasts of more startups per capita than anywhere in the world, many based in Beersheba and nations have lined up to buy drones, as India has, and cutting-edge agricultural technology, as China has. There's excitement about a new innovation that extracts drinking water out of air. So this is Israeli diplomacy through technology. Exactly right. 
countries that used to vote against you regularly at the UN are now your clients. I mean, African nations. It's a revolution there. We can't keep up. This is so exciting because she said countries that used to vote against you. And when we get back for the break, we're going to show you what's called the unstoppable voting block that helps you understand what she's saying because that whole thing is mm-hmm. shifting as we speak. But that Palestinian situation that just keeps on fueling because, you know, Saudi Arabia and other ones yeah. are fueling that thing. And, 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 you know, she comes up and she says, I know what Palestinian people want. And it's like, well, why don't you go solve it? Why didn't you run for president? <laughs> And she says, you need to divide up the land. And he's going, that's not it, because we did that already. Settlements, we did that already, and nothing happened. They need to acknowledge that we actually exist as a nation, yeah. and we can have two-state solutions. As a matter of fact, take a look. We stopped in Gaza. We tore out the settlements and gave the Palestinians Gaza. And what happened? Did we get peace? We got 20,000 rockets on our heads and terror tunnels. I think the obsession, the focus on settlements, as though this were the issue, uh, and this is the obstacle to peace. I disagree with that. But they it were, is an obstacle. I mean, No, it it's not an obstacle. Well, you say that, but they don't say that. Yeah, but I'll say something else. The real reason we haven't had peace is because of a persistent refusal of the Palestinians to recognize a Jewish state in any border. You ask us to recognize you, I'm willing to do that. I ask you to recognize us. Recognize the Jewish state, for God's sake. And if they do, this thing will begin to correct itself very quickly. The Palestinians? Well, I'm willing to negotiate with, uh, with them anymore. If any it moment. doesn't happen... You know, I haven't reversed my position. I've said, look, we will solve this because we want two nation-states uh, at peace and with the proper security arrangements. You would be pushing for a two-state solution. If two that. states for two peoples. And that's where I'm focused. Yeah, I'd like to help to have uh, President uh, Trump, when he gets uh, into the White House, help me work on that. I'd like to see if the Arab states can help me achieve that. It's a new reality, new possibilities. This is such a big deal. If you would have seen this earlier on when when Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu had to speak before the United Nations saying, you're saying nothing. Mm -hmm. Well, when we get back from this break, we're going to show you there's been an unstoppable voting bot that was built between Castro and Russia and, and Islam, and they've been working together. Well, now Castro's gone, and things are beginning to shift mm-hmm. right now. And he just said, I mean, she just said, these are people that used to vote against you. She's talking about the United Nations, which means there's a shifting taking place. Mercy, 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 mercy. Join us after the break. We'll show you exactly what the unstoppable voting block looks like. It's beginning to be stopped in God's name. I see them Light. Follow us online at VFNTV.com. We'll be right back. Did you know that 90% of boys and 70% of girls are exposed to pornography online? Meanwhile, 71% of kids say that they're hiding internet activity from their parents. In 56% of divorce cases today, a major contributing factor is one spouse's continued use of inappropriate content online. What are you doing to protect your family online? Covenant Eyes Internet Accountability monitors how the internet is used on your family's mobile devices and their computers. Each web page visited is rated similar to TV shows or video games, like T for teen or M for matures. And as a parent, you can receive weekly reports for your kids. Plus, you can invite your friends to receive reports for your internet activity, which enables you to enjoy the benefits of accountability and protection online as well. Sign up today. It's- I want to thank you so much for joining us here on VFN TV and the Data Radio program. Every single day, we are on the air talking to the world and encouraging you by bringing the light, keeping the conversation light. And we also talk to you in many different ways as well. One way is at the VFN Torch. If you go to vfntv.com and click on the torch, our program that we have for years now with all these pertinent topics of the day plus things that you need to know is right there for you where you can go back and and educate yourself on a particular matter. You can share things with a friend. You can listen to us and in in addition in SoundCloud as well, you can share things audibly with other other listeners out there and other viewers and friends. There's just so much available to you at vfntv.com. In addition, think about this. 
we come to you in the air, broadcasting in the air, in your pocket, which is on mobile devices and online. We're all over the world and we want to be able to bring encouragement to you. And we do that one way with our app. You can go to uh, your app, Apple App Store, you can go to Google Play Store and, or your Windows Store and, and get your app and download it. The, the app is called VFN TV. Of course, you go to VFNTV.com. We have our little uh, area there that you can pick which app you want to be able to download. It's just so exciting to know that no matter where you are, we want to be able to encourage you. I don't know if you knew about this, but also you can sign up for our Torch newsletter. We have a gift for you for doing that. You just go to VFNTV.com in the upper right-hand corner and fill out that little information and immediately a free gift will come to you. One of them is prudent preparation. Hopefully it's going to come to you and teach you how to probably prepare for the day, uh, what's happening in our culture today and how to think outside the box. And it's just something we want to be able to give to you, plus some other gifts as well. And I also want to make sure that you have a chance to be able to become a VFN TV partner. We have a whole partners area just to say thank you. It's a it's special area, special events, green room, things we have available just to give our partners, just to be able to say thank you. Imagine any time you can log into the partners area. Why? Because you partnered for any dollar figure at all to be able to, to, to just say thank you. Things you can share with your friends as well. Also, we have VFN Kingdom Business Partners, a whole nother area to be able to focus on the seven spheres of culture just very encouraging. And finally, I want to encourage you, maybe your business, maybe you want to become a business sponsor. Um, those are the ones that are standing with us, that want to keep the conversation light, that want to impact their community, but also want to be able to share their business, their service, what they provide for their community. You can do that by going to vfntv.com. Thank you so much and thanks for watching. Mama made Christmas good in our house. Most years she just did without. Tell me, sir. Welcome back to VFN TV with your host, Greg Lancaster. Welcome back. Merry Christmas to you. Don't forget you can get that it's new song, Best Christmas Ever. You can find out details at VFNTV.com. You just heard an interview, been watching the program, and listened to Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu answer the question when somebody said, listen, the people that were voting against you are now supporting you. That's a good thing, ma'am. That is an awesome thing. Our president-elect is for mm -hmm. Israel. Uh, it looks like this is beginning before Israel. Let's find out what she's talking about because she's talking about the United Nations and what they refer to as an unstoppable voting bloc between communism and Islam and Russia that came together. Take a look. No matter how you feel about the United Nations, it's the one place on planet Earth where nations get together and attempt to speak with one voice. That's why their resolutions can make a big difference. So when people all around the world see that approximately 40% of the UN Human Rights Council resolutions were against just one country, most of us would assume that country must be a really bad place. Perhaps ruled by, oh, say, a genocidal dictator who kills his own people, or maybe a tyrant continually threatening to annihilate another country. But actually, the country that has been condemned more times than every repressive country on Earth combined is a democracy the only viable democracy in the Middle East, Israel. And with these repeated resolutions against Israel, it's easy to see why so many in the international community perceive Israel as a major cause of world problems. But are all these resolutions really justified? Because whether or not you agree with how Israel is handling its many challenges, when you do a basic comparison, like the number of deaths Israel is responsible for with the number of condemnations they've received, and then make that same comparison with other countries, it paints a surprising picture of a possible double standard. What could explain the enormous imbalance? Quick history lesson. In 1975, Cuba needed to gather support in order to take down the biggest democratic superpower dominating the global schoolyard, the United States. Seeing how the UN was mostly controlled by the democratic superpowers, Cuba, along with other communist nations, finally found a way to even the playing field. Because it just so happened that, at the same time, a number of Muslim countries were looking for new creative ways to gang up on Israel. So the communists realized that by joining the Muslims' anti-Israel coalition, they could create an unstoppable voting bloc inside the UN. Because with every resolution they passed against Israel, they simultaneously discredited Israel's ally, the United States. So in 1975, the newfound communist Muslim voting bloc spearheaded the passing of a UN resolution that officially stated, Zionism is a form of racism. Yes, Zionism. The movement trying to find ways to protect Jews from racism was redefined as racism 
which is kind of like saying the civil rights movement is racism and Martin Luther King is a racist. This is why resolution after resolution after resolution against Israel from 1975 until this day easily passes through the UN. So it's a good thing. Yeah. It's a good thing. All these people that were voting against Israel who had a scheme worked up in the UN with Castro mm -hmm. and Russia and Islam and all, that they're actually now supporting. So what the devil meant for evil, God has turned around for good <laughs> for those that are called Israel. and love the Lord. And it's exciting to see what's taking place. So yes, it's a good thing, ma'am, that the enemies of Israel are actually mm -hmm. supporting Israel and the president-elect is supporting Israel. And we are moving our capital from, from Tel Aviv, which is a nice city, to, uh, to the capital of Israel, which is Jerusalem. So this is exciting days. Yes. We're excited. I will remind you to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and the peace and protection of Israel. But I also want to wish you a very, very Merry Christmas. And thinking about this, this particular man, all of his family went out in the world and they're successful now. They're grown up and he was home alone. And he was thinking like, how could I get my kids' attention to be able to come together for another time? Well, he came up with a way. As a matter of fact, take a look. Ich wollte nur kurz anrufen und dir Bescheid geben. Wir werden es Weihnachten dieses Jahr wieder nicht schaffen. Wir versuchen es nächstes Jahr und dann klappt es ganz bestimmt. Fröhliche Weihnachten, Papa. Bis bald. Fröhliche Weihnachten, Opa. There goes a day, there goes a week. So many goals I had to reach. so amazing. I would encourage you probably not to do that. You know, they're all probably showing up for his like, our father, we miss him so much. But I can imagine having that moment left, even with my mother. You know, she's with the Lord right now. And that uh, I just want to encourage you this Christmas, take the time to spend it with family mm -hmm. and just kind of let things go, come together and remember, you know, Jesus is the reason for the season. Good things are in store because God's shown his mercy to our country this Christmas. Let's pray. I want to pray. Can I pray for you? Can you pray for us as well? Father God, we love you. We thank you for what you're doing with Israel. We thank you, Lord God, that, that uh, we have leaders that are, that are courageous, that, that want to do exactly what we voted in Congress that we were going to do a long time ago. Lord, I pray that you would protect Israel, protect the friends of Israel, Lord, that those that, that are adversarial towards our country, towards you, towards Israel, Lord, that you would prevent their schemes from being effective, Lord God, and that you would bless our nation because you're good, because you're merciful, because you're kind, God. And I pray for each and every one in our audience, God, that you would bless them this Christmas season, God. And we ask you, Lord, end abortion, send revival, send a third great awakening, we pray. In Jesus' name, God bless and Merry Christmas. We want to give a special thanks to all of our sponsors and partners. Visit VFNTV.com and visit our sponsors for all of their contact information. Phone numbers, web addresses, emails, call them today. I'm your host, Greg Lancaster, and we're so glad that you've joined us. Don't forget you can join us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Download our app and sign up for our newsletter, The Torch, at VFNTV.com. I've enjoyed our time together. God bless.
That's right. We have another way how you can stay connected. It's called the Torch Newsletter. Every week, the Torch Newsletter goes out. And in the newsletter, you're going to get the best of the best of VFN Radio for that week. You're also going to get all the VFN Radio highlights emailed directly into your inbox. So whether you want to listen on your phone, whether you get your emails on your tablet, or whether you get it on your home PC, you will have access to that week's VFN Radio highlights. Go to VFNTV.com and select Newsletter Sign Up. Or text VFNTV at 22828. Again, text VFNTV at 22828 and type in your email address. Sign up for the Torch Newsletter now.